How many games is Insomniac making? Who ultimately won Epic vs. Apple? And when will you be able to play RuneScape in high definition? This and more this week on 8-Bits for the week of September 10th, 2021. Welcome to 8-Bits, a weekly podcast bringing you 8-Bits of video game news and a quick way to get you on with your day. I'm your host, Frankie Godoy. Now, let's get started. PlayStation held a nearly hour-long showcase this week, and it was huge. One of the biggest highlights from the showcase was the sheer output coming from Insomniac Studios. The studio not only showed off the first trailer from Spider-Man 2, the full-length sequel to 2018 Spider-Man, but also revealed a whole new game based on another popular Marvel character. Marvel's Wolverine is being led by the team behind Spider-Man Miles Morales and is still in early development. This is on top of the team's recent output of both Spider-Man Miles Morales and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart in late 2020 and early 2021 respectively. No date was given for either game, but Spider-Man 2 was set to launch sometime in 2023. Other highlights from the showcase include the full remake of Bioware's seminal RPG Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, more gameplay footage from Square Enix's Forspoken, the first gameplay footage from Tango Gameworks' Ghostwire Tokyo, a release date of March 4th, 2022 for Gran Turismo 7, a new Zelda-like fantasy adventure set in New Caledonia, Chia. And finally, the first gameplay and story details from, now officially titled, God of War Ragnarok. Ragnarok is set to wrap up the Norse arc in the God of War story. In an interview following the showcase with Sid Schumann of PlayStation Blog, Corey Barlog revealed that he was not directing the God of War sequel, but is instead working on an all-new project that will be revealed in the future. For the entire 40-minute showcase, along with more in-depth blog posts on everything shown, be sure to check out the PlayStation Blog. Leaking days prior to its proper reveal at the PlayStation Showcase, Alan Wake Remastered is an updated version of the 2010 thriller by Remedy Entertainment with a higher resolution, improved models, and new textures. The game was originally published by Microsoft Studios, locking the game to Xbox 360 and PC. Now the game is being published by Epic Games and releasing on Xbox, PC, and for the first time, PlayStation 4 and 5. The release will also include all the DLC for the first game, along with a new developer commentary mode. What the release will not include is much of the egregious product placement from the original game, such as exclusively featuring Energizer batteries, Verizon billboards, and officially licensed vehicles. Alan Wake Remastered is launching very soon on October 5th. The big PlayStation showcase was not the only big thing to come from the home of the sacred symbols this week. Earlier this week, PlayStation announced the purchase of Liverpool-based Fire Sprite, a studio founded by members of the now-defunct Sony first-party studio, Liverpool. Prior to becoming Fire Sprite, the team at Studio Liverpool worked on such games as Wipeout and the F1 franchise. As Fire Sprite, the team has created The Playroom, The Playroom VR, and horror roguelike The Persistence, and collaborated on the multiplayer module for Star Citizen by Cloud Imperium Games. Regarding what the studio is currently up to, managing director Graham Ankers says in the purchase announcement that, quote, I'm proud of the talent we have at Fire Sprite, and you'll continue to hear and see more from us all very soon. And now for a word from our sponsor.
After over a year, Judge Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers has issued a permanent injunction in the Epic v. Apple case, bringing a mix of victories and losses to both sides. Per the order, Apple will be, quote, permanently restrained and enjoined from prohibiting developers from including in their apps and their metadata buttons, external links, or other calls to action that direct customers to purchasing mechanisms in addition to in-app purchasing and communicating with customers through points of contact obtained voluntarily from customers through account registration within the app. <gasps> In other words, Apple must let developers tell users that they can pay using something other than the App Store. In another ruling, the court affirmed that Epic Games was in breach of contract with Apple when the company added its own payment platform into the game and must pay 30% of all revenue since the system was implemented, costing Epic more than $3.5 million. Ultimately, the court could not say for certain that Apple was running Monopoly, but was still, quote, engaging in anti-competitive conduct under California's competition laws, per the ruling. Airing his disappointment with the ruling on Twitter, Epic CEO Tim Sweeney says, quote, Today's ruling isn't a win for developers or for consumers. Epic Games plans on appealing the ruling in the future, so this is not the end for Epic v. Apple. The CEO of Tripwire Interactive has stepped down from his position this week, John Gibson departed from the company following backlash after vocalizing his opinions on the recent abortion law passed in the state of Texas on Twitter. Once his response began being shared widely, multiple development and publishing partners released statements about how their individual company's opinions did not align with Gibson and that they would be parting ways with Tripwire. Two days later, Tripwire released a statement announcing Gibson's departure. In the damning statement, Tripwire says, quote, the comments given by John Gibson are of his own opinion and do not reflect those of Tripwire Interactive as a company. His comments disregarded the values of our whole team, our partners, and much of our broader community. Gibson will be replaced by interim VP Alan Wilson. After weeks, if not months, of backlash from streamers due to the company's lack of action against targeted attacks on the platform, Twitch is suing some of the people behind hate raids. Twitch has filed a lawsuit against two users on the platform who the company has identified as frequent perpetrators of hate raids across the platform with frequent updates to their code to avoid defensive changes made by Twitch. In the suit, Twitch says, quote, These attacks obstruct the chat so significantly, victimized streamers are unable to engage with their community through chat for the duration of the attack, and some even choose to avoid streaming altogether until the attack ends. Twitch also says in the suit, that the hate raids on streamers are, quote, eliminating an important source of revenue. With the accused apparently residing in Europe, trying them in the U.S. might prove difficult for the company. Finally this week, hours before its public release, developers of RuneScape Jagex sent a cease and desist letter to a fan-made HD version of the original RuneScape. RuneLight HD was a mod for old-school RuneScape that enabled the game to be played in HD without modifying the source game at all. The mod was also being developed entirely by one person, known as 117, who had received the company's blessing in the past to work on the project. Jagex asked 117 to cease development and cancel the release of their project, not because of legal disputes, but because the company is actively developing their own HD version of the original RuneScape. Rightfully upset by the about-face, 117 posted about what had happened on the 2007 Scape subreddit, 
and the community turned their anger towards the company. Fortunately, after days of outrage, 117 posted yet another update. RuneLight HD will be launching on September 13th with the express permission of Jagex. 117 will also be working with Jagex with the project in the future, effectively making the mod the officially sanctioned HD version of the original RuneScape. 117 closed their statement on the 2000scape subreddit by saying, quote, Thank you, Jagex, for listening to the outcries and embracing the will of the community. And that's it for this episode of 8Bits. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, be sure to follow on Twitter, at 8BitsGG, that is at the number 8, B-I-T-S-G-G. And you can also follow me personally, at Frankie Godoy, that is at F-R-A-N-K-I-E-G-O-D-O-Y. Feel free to let me know if you enjoyed this episode coming out on Sunday, which is only really delayed because I worked almost 48 hours straight with little to no sleep. Don't do that, kids. So feel free and let me know if you enjoy the episode coming out on Sundays, and maybe we can make this a permanent shift. We'll have to see. But until then, again, thank you for listening, and have a good week. Yeah, a good week. <laughs> see ya.